Hello, everybody, and welcome to Time and Attention, the podcast dedicated to helping you become a better, more intentional human being. I am the co-host of the show, Chris Bailey. This is episode number 110, Stimulation Fasting. I cannot believe we haven't talked about this before. Oh, it's uh, it's summertime. Mm-hmm. It's time for a stimulation fast. I feel like that's the opposite of what most people think about when they think about summer. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Everybody wants to have a big summer. Yeah. We want to have a very relaxing summer. Maybe nobody will listen to this one. Maybe they will. I no. mean, everybody's going on road trips and oh, yeah. taking time off the and 90s are beach. Back. The 90s are back. I don't know if they're fully back. Oh, okay. Just the bell bottoms, I guess. But but we are catching those vibes. Yeah. There's a new Jason Mraz album out, which is the album of my summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's such a good feel. our household album this summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's happy. It's pretty relaxed. It's great. Yeah. And amidst all this excitement, today, no, wait, yesterday, I started a stimulation fast to enjoy it all even more. So what is that? So before we leave people, nice. we don't want to leave people hanging. So yeah. what do you mean when you say you started a stimulation Oh, fast? yes. Well, do you see on the whiteboard in the office? I do. Over your left-hand shoulder, there is a list of guidelines that I'm still revising because I, I find it takes a little bit to settle into one. Uh, but essentially, it's a reset for the mind. Uh, we, we live in a very, very stimulating world, Arden. Do we? Do you know this? What do you mean by stimulating? You wouldn't know it living with me. I would actually. Okay. You're, <laughs> you're a pretty interesting guy. Am I a bit much at, at times? No, no, I wouldn't say no. that. I love how much you are. But, but but we live in a very noisy world. We live in a noisy time. There's a lot of distractions, stuff to pay attention to. There's news happening. There's social media. It used to be social networking. Now it's just social media. Um, we have just information coming at us from every direction. We have email notifications. We have notifications. We have- the world is noisy. And when we don't deliberately beat back a lot of that noise, uh, we don't necessarily take control of the situation that we're in. We don't necessarily find the calm and the ability to enjoy it all and be productive in it all too. So when you say you're doing a stimulation fast, really what this means is you're kind of getting away from all of that noise. Is yeah, that the idea? Yeah, to, and- to recenter around what I really want to get out of my environment, I suppose. Now, why do you have to do that? Is it because, I mean, I think this, anybody who's heard the podcast before or has read your book, I'm, I know you don't want to do that, but I'm going to plug your book because I think it's great. And you talk, you talk explicitly in your last book, which is called How to Calm Your Mind. Good job. I know. I was. <laughs> I still remember. Did you? It looked like you almost forgot it. No, I was trying to remember if it was this one or the or the meditation audible original. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> but in the How to Calm Your Mind book, you talk about stimulation fasting. Mm-hmm. You you explicitly have a whole chapter on this idea. Yeah. And the idea is that because there are things that kind of capture our attention and take it for lack of a better word, almost hostage um, because they are just so attractive and have all of the psychological pieces to get our attention and our time just totally sucked in. You can do what you're calling a stimulation fast, which is basically a kind of reset where you completely exclude these ultra-stimulating 
sense like sources of media or distractions, most of which exist in the digital world, and you completely eliminate them. Yeah, that's it, the idea, right? It, yeah, and, and the premise behind it is. Every single thing that we pay attention to over the course of the day lives at a different altitude of stimulation. That, that's how I visualize it. So there's a few factors that determine the size of a dopamine spike we receive when we engage with something. Um, there's genetics, there's how much something directly affects our life, but novelty is the factor that seems to variate the most between these different... Uh, variate? I don't think that's a word. Very. Oh, but it sounds like a word. Variation is a word. Variation. But I think you're looking just for the word vary. Things vary depending on how novel they are. And the idea behind this dopamine release when we engage with certain things is it's chemical reinforcement for engaging with novelty. And so in other words, we're we're rewarded on a chemical level for engaging with things that are at a very high altitude of stimulation. So different things, the higher something is on this altitude of stimulation idea, uh, the more novel it is. And so essentially what a dopamine fast does is you look at the different altitudes that you fly at throughout the day. And you know most of the things near the top of the chart are things that we don't necessarily feel satisfied with after we engage with them. The things that are near the bottom or near the middle band on this chart, we actually get a lot of satisfaction from it. It's uh, time with people. It's soaking into a good book. It's soaking in a Jason Mraz uh, song of the summer. Uh, It's being with the people that we love. And so these things are near the bottom. And also our most productive tasks are at the bottom too. And so the things that we need to hunker down on to do, they're a bit less stimulating, a bit less novel than, say, checking email one more time or procrastinating on something or checking the news or engaging with things that are at a a higher altitude. And so what a stimulation fast does is you eliminate a lot of the things on the upper band. And so you don't give yourself the option of engaging with those over the course of the fast. And so your mind settles down. Uh, You get accustomed to a smaller amount of dopamine coursing through not only your day, but also your mind. You recenter your habits around what is productive, what is meaningful. Uh, You procrastinate less because you're able to focus so much more deeply on what is meaningful and what is productive. And I I have to be honest, full disclosure, um, I did not like the idea of doing this before doing it. I thought it felt gimmicky. You know, the the idea of any sort of fast feels a bit gimmicky on some level, but uh, frankly, I was surprised at how well it worked because you get to actually relax. You get to lower your altitude of stimulation and really settle into each moment and become more productive and creative and just centered around what's meaningful in the moment. I mean, I I think you just said that fasting can feel a little gimmicky. For most people, I think the word fasting is usually associated with like a religious practice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so, is, yeah, it's yeah, obviously not what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more of on the dopamine uh, fast the, that the Silicon Valley bros like to talk about. Or the like more, intermittent fasting where you're going to level up 
that's nice too. It can work, but if it works for you, more power to you. So don't yuck a yum, but yeah, yeah. I think just to clarify, the whole dopamine (laughs) fast, uh, Silicon Valley bro, uh, the kind of phrase. Okay, I I hadn't known this was like a thing beyond just like what I know you talked about it in your book. I'd never heard the term until you kind of started talking about it. Well, well, the the reason I go with the term stimulation fast and not dopamine fast, not to get in the weeds, um, is because we can't fast from dopamine. We can't fast from dopamine any more than we can fast from, to go back to intermittent fasting, carbohydrates on a chemical level. Uh, We need dopamine. We use uh, and we get rewarded with dopamine when we do logical work, when we think creatively, uh, when we just do work that we find uh, intrinsically motivating and challenging. Um, And not only that, but our body actually relies on dopamine on a chemical level. We, uh, the various systems of our body, uh, the respiratory system, the digestive system, they, uh, they, they all use dopamine as well. So we can't fast from dopamine, but what we can fast from are these uh, emptier sources of dopamine that don't really bring us satisfaction, that maybe raise uh, our level of mental stimulation to a height that doesn't necessarily lead us to the long-term goals that we really want. Yeah, so like ultra-processed entertainment almost yeah, is like yeah, similar yeah. to ultra-processed food where you, you don't need that stuff to live, but you need food and you need like activity in your life to have a full and rich life. Yeah, like you yeah. know what I think of when I think of empty dopamine? Uh, there's that one scene from The Simpsons, uh, like Homer Simpson eating donuts in hell. That, that's kind of like <laughs> what, what I feel TikTok is for, for a lot of us, where we don't actually want to be there, but the donuts taste so good in the moment that we can't really escape that situation. Like, I, I want to eliminate all the donuts in hell type things that I engage with on a regular basis, like the ones over your left shoulder. Are so, what's, so what are you cutting out in okay. this stimulation? This mask? is going to be awkward because I need to look over my shoulder. Wait, I'll, I'll pull the microphone away from... This, uh, this stand here. So the steps for doing one, we should maybe go through those then, then maybe go sure. through what, have you done one by the way? No. Why? Very intentional choice. Yeah. Because I think, and this is probably not a surprise to anyone on this show, <laughs> that you tend to take things to a more extreme and what? I tend to find a more moderate version for my own life. So <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at becoming aware of if, I'm becoming like a little more, I'm checking Twitter more often or I'm finding I'm watching dumb reruns of something. Friends? Uh, um, Yeah, it it has been friends in the past. It'll be a random show and I'm realizing, oh, why am I rewatching something I've seen before? (laughs) Um, And so I think I'm pretty good at recognizing when I'm finding myself being a little bit more attracted to kind of like ultra processed Mm. mental or... I guess, mental engaging thing, mentally engaging things, for lack of a better word. Things that hook you. Yeah, things that hook me. And so I think I'm pretty good at recognizing when those are creeping in. And my response to that is not to cut out everything. Because I think Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're almost trying to like overcorrect. Yeah. And that's, I think, really helpful if you aren't, like, I, I think I have a pretty good sense of myself and where I find a lot of value and where I find I'm like mentally best off and and when I'm like really thriving mentally. And so 
I think I don't want to overcorrect because I think I know myself well enough and I know my habits well enough where I can just correct. Yeah, no, I, and I love that you made that point because I think that's one of the reasons I put off doing one, honestly, at, at the very beginning, uh, because it felt like too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by overcorrecting at the start, at, at the first dopamine fast I did, um, I, I still remember the first dopamine fast, actually. The, the first week of it was... Hell, obviously, right? It, you're getting rid of a, a lot of the things that you love to engage with. Your phone, uh, you know, all, all these dopaminergic things, video games on your phone, uh, YouTube videos, social media, digital news, that sort of thing. But it was by overcorrecting that I found the level of mental stimulation that uh, I was truly comfortable with. And it was a bit lower than I would have accomplished um, by just kind of bringing that awareness to it. So it's interesting by overcorrecting, you find the point at which the proper correction is made. Um, I I really found that to be the case with my first one. Hmm. And when did you do the first one? Was this when you wrote the book? Oh, this was a few years ago. Yeah. And, And I think the biggest thing that I noticed was just how effortless everyday things that I used to put off became. Um, Because sometimes, you know, we we fly at such a high altitude of stimulation a lot of the time. uh, And adjusting to a low level, like if you go from checking your email every few minutes to needing to work on some report that requires this this, uh, hyper focus, this concentration, that's deep work that benefits, whatever term you want to use for it, it's a huge adjustment. And it's very uncomfortable to make in the moment. It's, it's a, a micro instance of the discomfort that we feel when we go without our phone for a week, right? Because we need to adjust downward into that low level of stimulation in the moment. But if we're already there, the work becomes effortless. And, and that's the idea. And it, I remember one moment, and I write about this in the book in a uh, more articulatory Nope, well, just we're making up words <laughs> in a more articulatory way than I ever could on a podcast extemporaneously. I know that's a word. I know uh, it's a it's a word you like to throw in a lot too. I think it's a word you think is really cool because you use it unusually often. Well, my problem is I'm not very smart, so I need to uh, use words like that to sound smart. No, you're quite smart. It's a classic overcorrection, as you say. (laughs) But I remember there was a pile of receipts on my desk that I was putting off filing just because it was like, who wants to file receipts? I had better better things to do. Uh, But on the first stimulation fast, after I think about a week, I just filed them. It was such a simple moment, but those receipts were literally staring at me for a month on end, and finally having settled down to a new lower level of mental stimulation, it just wasn't a problem to do everyday things like that that were at a lower level. So the idea is, and the steps are, first of all, you identify the dopamine-centered, super novel things that you wish to weed out. Digital things, as you mentioned, most of them are digital, but there are some analog things as well. Uh, And then you identify, and this is, I think, uh, the critical step that you can't really miss. Identify the things that you want to engage with instead, Uh, preferably ones that are in the analog world. Uh, Maybe there's an instrument you haven't picked up in a while. Maybe there's a friend that you lost touch with that you want to reconnect with. Maybe, um, Maybe you haven't gotten a massage in a while. Maybe there's a DIY project around the house. Whatever it is, find things that that 
you can substitute in for the things that used to be very, very stimulating. Because there will be a hole in your life and in your schedule where the super stimulating things used to be. Uh, so I'll go through my list. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, one thing. So like one thing, I think it's important to find replacements. But for me, yeah. for example, like one of the things that I tend to realize is becoming like a little distracting are things like stupid reruns of shows that I've seen before where it it starts usually as a, oh, I'll just watch this while I'm cooking. And then it kind of blends into, it's just on in the background a lot. Mm. And that becomes, it's just always the default. Like that's the default level of like, things going on in that are trying to take up my attention yeah. in this is in my, my personal time, but still I think so finding a replacement for that isn't maybe something tactile. It's just recognizing that you're just going to be with your own thoughts and that I know, I mean, there's that classic That's experiment terrifying, for though. a lot of people. It is. There's <laughs> that classic experiment when people were left with a, a device that could give them a pretty painful electric shock yeah. and they were given 15 minutes in a room alone people would seek out this painful shock because they didn't like to be alone with their thoughts. And so (laughs) I think it's a kind of classic example where, yeah, that can be a little uncomfortable. But for, I mean, for most of us doing knowledge work, that's where kind of the moneymaker is, right? Like being able to think and like give give yourself the space to think is hugely valuable and really underrated. So I, I find like, I am very careful. And I think that's why I say like, I'm good at this is because I I have really, really practiced yeah, you've, being you've aware of this. you've cultivated this skill. Yeah, where yeah. I want to be able to like think deeply and just be comfortable with my mm-hmm. own thoughts because that's what I do for a living. I literally do research for yeah. a living. So You think for a living. I think for a living. And many, many people do, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to be a professor to be somebody who thinks for a living. That's yeah. what many of us who do knowledge type work are doing. So mm-hmm. I think being able to give yourself the mental space. So don't just think about like analog things that you're going to go from playing video games to knitting or something. <laughs> Maybe you're going to go from watching, having TV on in the background when you're doing X, Y, or Z, like when you're getting ready in the morning. Maybe it's just, you're just getting ready in the morning and yeah. you're just with your, your yourself and your thoughts. And it will be uncomfortable. But that's no, it can okay. also be wonderful, though. Yeah, but the first little bit is always uncomfortable. Like change but, is always hard. Yeah, and there is that adjustment phase when we go from a high level of mental st- stimulation down to a low level. That it, you know, it makes you want to quit, right? Be- but if you look at, I-, I love that you made this point. Anybody can check Twitter. Mm-hmm. Anybody can read the news. Anybody can order takeout. Anybody can do the things that are at higher levels of, of mental stimulation. They're easier. The mm-hmm. stuff at the bottom is, like you said, it's where you make your biggest contribution, whether that's at home, whether that's at work. And I think that's ultimately uh, the reason a lot of people listen to this podcast is we create, we ship, we do work that matters. And so we want to create the conditions that allow us to do so can also give space for better relationships too, right? If I'm constantly plugged into something and you're constantly plugged into something and we're walking around our house completely like ships in the night, even though we're physically in the same room, like we have a much deeper connection and better relationships and interactions if we're not just both on our phone at the same time. It's nice. It is nice. All right. So what did you do? So for this one, I'm doing it for a period of a month. Uh, No social media on Reddit 
and Instagram. And so... What about Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called right now? I don't use that anymore (laughs) since uh, What's-His-Face bought it. Um, (laughs) I think I actually stopped using it the the day he bought it. Hmm. And I do not miss it at all. But what Uh, about threads? uh, I think people use threads for a day. (laughs) Um, Maybe. I think some people are still on threads. Anyway, yeah, maybe. So you got rid of social media. So social media. So uh, not every social media. I don't have uh, an issue checking LinkedIn. I don't find LinkedIn that engaging, and so I don't really check it that often. But these Reddit and Instagram have really crept up uh, in my days. So I am not checking those. Um, I am only checking. So <laughs> we do our investments through Wealth Simple, um, and I found myself just falling into a pattern of refreshing it because the the savings account, your interest ticks up every day. And at some point I thought, why am I checking this every day? Rookie mistake. It's not as if it's not going to go up in a high interest savings account if I don't check it. So that's on the list too. I I can only glance at those when I rebalance the accounts in there. Um, I am limiting myself to 10 text message checks a day. So batching those together and five email checks a day. I used to do a lot uh, fewer text message checks than that, um, like three or four. But I don't really think there's a huge cost to doing around ten. So uh, I'm doing ten. To be honest, I'm surprised you do that many. You suck at texting. Yeah, <laughs> me too. But I, I think a lot of the times I check, I'm just checking and not really responding. But when you limit yourself to to a, a number like that, I find I actually use that time more productively. Um, no alcohol no online news, and caffeine, because we actually get a huge dopamine spike when we consume caffeine as well. Uh, In addition to a stress response, I'm limiting myself to lovely green tea. The best. So this doesn't cover the entire surface area of things that we can eliminate in a fast, but these are kind of the the whack-a-mole type things that have popped up for me over time. No video games on there? What What about your Pokemon Go? Oh, I haven't played that in a little while. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was like for a period of a month, I went full into it, and that's about it. <laughs> All right, yeah. so what are you going to replace this stuff? Yeah, so books, reading more books, uh, reading fiction. That's something I, I don't read enough. Playing the piano, reading Instapaper articles, mindfulness and meditation. I want to uh, learn Notion. The app. What's Notion? Uh, it's the app. It's it's kind of like an obsidian linking your thinking uh, type application. Mm-hmm. Using it with Karen, my new uh, executive assistant, who is amazing. Mm-hmm. Hi, Karen. Uh, I have another random thing on my list, installing the toilet seat that I've been putting off getting around to because it probably maybe because it's at such a low altitude of stimulation. Um, but I'll look for other DIY projects too and exercise. So I'll add to this list. I'll add to the other list as uh, I bring more awareness over the course of the experiment. But that's essentially it. Step one, you identify the things that you want to weed out. Number two, you choose what well-rounded things you want to introduce, preferably ones in the analog world. And number three, you choose a duration, in this case about a month, uh, do the experiment and notice what changes because the best changes out there are self-reinforcing. You notice them working. The fact that they're working becomes a feedback loop simply because you're aware of it and then it self-reinforces the experiment. 
So how do you actually stick with this? Like, how are you going to make sure you only check your email like five times a day? I feel like a lot of people would run it, would say, I'm going to do this. And then on day four say, well, to heck with this. No one's checking. It's on on the whiteboard. I have a little tick mark. I'm doing a little tick every time I But you do need quite a lot of discipline to be able to do this, right? Is that true? I I think everybody's different in that regard. Um, Where some people might need a bit more rigidity around the experiment and Mm -hmm. others might have the uh, self-discipline to be able to do it. But I I think that's an interesting thing to be aware of in and of itself. uh, For whatever reason, I I haven't really found myself going over and above the checks. And if I do, uh, and I have in the past, I give myself more checks and really reflect on why I need them uh, and think, are they actually necessary for what I intend to accomplish in this situation uh, or how responsive I need to be and not how responsive I want to be. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a really, it's an opportunity for reflection. And it, it, this is something that bugs me about a lot of ex, like experiments and uh, recommendations out there is they're so rigid sometimes that, you know, it's kind of this advice that's given here, follow this 10 step plan or something. And it doesn't really introduce these opportunities for uh, reflection and learning in the process. And I really think there's a big one here. If you want to check more than what you originally allocated, maybe you had the wrong number. Or maybe there is a compulsion that you weren't aware of before that you get to dig into a little bit more. Um, there, there were fasts in the, in the past fast in the past, where I needed an app like Freedom to really limit what I was able to do. Uh, So for example, limiting myself to checking email only between one and three, for an example, on a given day. Uh, But I find that reflection is is maybe more helpful. Hmm, Interesting. Yeah, I think this is also why I I don't feel the need to do like a huge stimulation fast or... I just, I don't see the need to go kind of overcorrect just because I think I've built a lot of reflection into my like daily life where I'm aware of the things that kind of add unnecessary noise into my habits. And when I notice them creeping in, I'm very quick to kind of nip them in the bud. Yeah. That is the phrase, right? Every time I say this, I'm worried I'm saying it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Nip it in the butt. No, it's the bud. I think because like a flower. Like a plant. Like a plant. Okay. Well, glad I'm saying that right. But all that to say... I think once you become better at recognizing these things, which I mean, by talking to you for many times, I think from <laughs> by many times for many years about this kind of stuff, I think it just once you have a level of awareness, you won't mm-hmm. need to do the kind of overcorrection. But you like to go all out with things, so well, it, this uh, is uh, fun to watch you do. I also find that there are things that it never really occurred to me to be aware about oh, um, yeah. when I don't overcorrect. And it's sometimes by going too far that I realize, you know, A, how far I really should be going with all these different things, um, what the problem areas are, what things continually creep back over time. Um, and that awareness is such, it's valuable insight on, on a personal level. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of people would start this by saying, okay, I'm just going to cut out like Netflix and maybe the the obvious things, like I'm going to delete Instagram from my phone or whatever. Yeah. And then once you have a little more space, you'll notice, oh wait, me and my partner are just on our phones all the time. Yeah. Or when we're wait, together, when we're together yeah, we yeah. have no actual quality time or TV's just running in the background when we're trying to get ready in the morning. And 
it, you'll just notice where you're adding unneeded noise. Yeah, and, and you become aware of different things at different altitudes of stimulation. So when you're flying at the very top, you're not aware of much because you're bouncing from stimuli to stimuli, never really having a, a double loop of reflection around the behavior that you're engaging with. But as you lower and lower and lower and lower over time, you become aware of, of simpler things and more enjoyable things. So it's, it's really quite nice. I highly recommend the stimulation fast, even... If it's a bit of an overcorrection, you might be surprised at what you learn. All right. Hey. Let's wrap this up because the word stimulation in my head, it's just, I, it, it's like it's word, what? like moist for people. Oh. I just, I don't like this. Really? Word. So let's wrap this up. Well, you should have told me this before <laughs> I put it in the book, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's beside the point. Um, yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. I, I, I really, really recommend it. Uh, it'll make you more productive. It'll make your days more meaningful. And you might be surprised at the extent to which it does both of those things. So finishing up time and attention.fm is where you can find all the sh- corresponding show notes for the podcast we would like to thank our live studio audience which is our cat eleanor by who has been by our side purring this whole entire podcast She's maybe so we would, wouldn't even noticed her if uh, we're at a high level of stimulation on oh, our phone she's so something. adorable uh, we love you eleanor and we love you too thank you for listening hope you have a wonderful week see you in a couple tuesdays bye